Cool. Okay, perfect. Well, that's I, 45 I mean, minutes, so that's we'll okay. See, we'll see how we get on. I mean, generally speaking, they they usually end up being about, roughly about 30 minutes, but we can take a little bit less or a little bit more, um, really, yeah. depending on your, your diary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Good. Right. We're all uh, we're sitting comfortably. I think so. I have a tendency to sit in a. Uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna set myself because I have a tendency to move when I'm talking. So <laughs> fix yourself um, in position. Yeah, I sit cross-legged. It's very bad. Is it? So do I actually. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I end up getting yeah. quite achy knees. Yeah, I get really bad knees. Yeah. Anyway, all right. On on that note, let's uh, let, let's go. Um, Cool. So uh, welcome to this week's episode of the Python People podcast. And uh, this week, we are very lucky indeed to be joined by none other than Matlene Mako Borinad. I say that right, Matlene? That is correct. Hey, um, that is me, Matlene Mako Borinad. Just Matlene. Glad I got it right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, Matlene, for, for those people out there that haven't um, yeah, had the pleasure of your uh, making your acquaintance as of yet, um, you are the data science manager for delivery. And um, we, uh, we got chatting, uh, I suppose, over the last few weeks and thought it'd be a good idea for us to get together and record a, a podcast. And um, in this episode, we thought it'd be good to have a little chat about um, a topic that I know is quite close to your heart uh, from conversations that we've had. Uh, and that is the the value of diversity in data science. Okay, and um, to sort of frame what I mean by that, um, you know, how do we go about building and managing diverse teams? Um, you know, both from a kind of gender, race, education, background point of view, uh, but also in terms of actual data science skills as well. Um, you know, how what's diversity mean, um, and you know what's the value in in doing that. Um, so I'll start by asking, yeah, diversity, I guess, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate to a little, to a more or less a degree. It's, I think in society, it's become a bit of a buzzword, you know, rightly or wrongly. Um, and a lot of companies kind of think they do stuff around diversity and kind of have a diverse, um, or a diversity policy, I guess, when it kind of comes to how they structure their businesses and, and growing their teams. Um, but if truth be told, I don't think many actually do. So, yeah, why, why do you personally feel it's, it's so important to create teams, diverse teams within businesses? Um, firstly, thank you for having me and thank you for letting me talk about that topic. It, it is indeed um, quite close to me and my heart and maybe a little bit of background as to um, at which point did I really fundamentally started valuing diversity in general and not just in a workplace but coincides was was probably around four or five years ago when I had lived in London for about four or five years and there was a day a very specific day when I just realized that having colleagues and friends around me who are from all sorts of different backgrounds very different to my own um, um, I just get to learn so much, not only in a workplace, but also um, about the cultures and the countries uh, people are from or the backgrounds they are from. And, and it was, I almost equated to at that point to, you know, traveling the world, having those conversations with people around me in London, I learned so much about what their background is. So I actually get to know um, a culture of a, of a different country or um, a place or, 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 um, or culture really. So um, 
so firstly, so that's a question as to why I just value diversity so much in my life. Um, in the work, um, there, there's you know multitude of studies, but just I'm mostly speaking from my own experience. Um, diversity fosters creativity, and and obviously my um, my career is in data science, which is maybe not considered um, such a creative field in many ways, because creativity is equated to arts and, and, and music, but but data science really, and the, the more I am in it, um, I recognize how much creativity is, is very important. Data science, but in businesses overall, fostering, um, therefore, diversity, which in itself, um, enables creativity um which enables learning from one another um just really makes people do better work um, in terms of considering all angles of any problem that we are here to solve but also um you create a really collaborative environment whereby people are not feeling like they're constantly competing with each other which drives up engagement in a company um, and, and ultimately employee satisfaction. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, people happy in their jobs will do a better job. Um, but then, you know, there is also a very pragmatic reason to why I think diversity is important in a workplace. There is that I, um, famously from McKinsey a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, um, that you know having innovation um comes from having having diverse and um diverse teams um, and and when i talk about diversity i really mean all angles of diversity it's you know gender um cultural ethnic um background educational background or social background for that matter just having a mix of people together tends to tends to um lead to better outcomes in life and in in work yeah yeah i think that's some really really solid points there and i think um yeah diversity as a as a subject you know in reality in companies like london i think you know it, the great thing about london it is a kind of a melting pot of, of lots of different cultures backgrounds and and thankfully i think there are quite a lot of pioneering companies that, that are really waking up and recognizing the beauty of of kind of diversity um but I guess for, for other companies, um, and, and I've had conversations, you know, I won't sort of name names, but I've had conversations with clients in the past where they're quite almost um, prescriptive, I guess, about the kind of blueprint of the person that they feel is going to fit well in their business uh, because they feel that their, their company has a real kind of culture and it's, it's sort of, a, you know, it's, it's a, uh, almost a badge of honor to be an employee of that business and this kind of person fits in in this business and yeah how do you um allow for maintaining what is you know potentially a, a company culture but also opening up those those parameters to maybe taking a bit of a risk on someone that's that's outside of um you know the kind of the, the normal uh, blueprint that you would look for um, you know what what characteristics would you flex upon versus those who kind of need to see somebody to fit within the business. Where do you sort of uh, sit on that? Uh, yeah, I've certainly thought a lot about that. And, and um, you know, I guess my relatively um, 
frank and blunt answer here is that if, if diversity isn't baked into company culture, then the culture probably needs to change. But that's a, that's a you know, um, a very current, very, very new way of a lot of companies to, to think about this. I do understand the, the point that you are really raising, which is how do you, how do you hire people that will be a good cultural company fit but might be very different um, from uh, from the people you you have in the company. And really, really, I guess my my, my first sort of comment applies here is that um, creating diversity in itself needs to be needs to be the aim. Um, it is not about the the background of the person or the cultural or the cultural ethnical gender gender of the person that makes them not be a company fit as long as they, in my opinion, and if that's the case, then I, I stand by my statement that um, the culture does need to change. So, so really the problem is not about um, worrying about, for me personally, um, taking a risk on someone who doesn't fit the very typical profile of, of someone in the company right now, um, but actually creating by, by bringing in people from different backgrounds, you create diversity um, in the company, which then becomes the company culture. Um, that's a bit of a no answer to you, but it's it's turning the, the question a little bit on its head, I suppose. Yeah, no, I, I fully get where you're coming from there. And I guess, you know, the culture, a diverse group of people creates its own culture, doesn't it? And, and I guess, you know, one person yeah. can't always be prescriptive over... The culture of the business because you know as as a business grows and expands you know you probably end up having having kind of lots of little different cultures i guess which is you know in different teams which is which is always really nice um but i know a lot of um kind of ceos and and kind of sort of the, the board level that i i speak to you know they do have a vision i guess for you know what it is to to be an employee of that business and kind of you know try and find people that align with that culture um and um i think it definitely yeah that there are areas where they probably need to wake up to the fact that you know just getting cookie cutter same people over and over again okay it isn't it isn't doing that it's not allowing for that kind of you know you're, you're really kind of limiting yourself i guess to like you say certainly the, the levels of collaboration and creativity you can have from looking at a problem from you know, different angles with people from different experiences and different backgrounds, different walks of life. Um, and I can see within data science how that would be extremely useful. So data science is, it is a very innovative field. It is about looking at a problem from a, a different angle. And I can really see how having all those different perspectives, all those different viewpoints from kind of a very diverse team can, um, you know, create a much more you know, positive and, and innovative kind of result um absolutely so so how, how do you um where do you sit on the um on the, the world of diversity within data science specifically what what sort of um examples have you had in the past where you found it genuinely very useful having a a, a diverse team from a, a backgrounds point of view but also i guess probably like a, a skill set point of view as well um yeah so i think you already you 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 got kind of mentioned the core point here is that um, in data, data science essentially is about problem solving with data. Um, and 
the more the area evolves and the more you know i get to learn about what's what's out there in the world of data science it, it becomes really clear that almost any problem almost any depending slightly on the circumstances can be solved with very many different approaches uh, based on what people know and are familiar with so in my team and and in in my team in my wider team um, and the people i work with we we have people with uh, with research background or they are machine learning engineers or we have econometricians statisticians uh, business analysts and they would all be able to solve um, a problem but they would all have a different approach to this mm. and bringing all these um, people together with with their I guess first gut feeling approach to the problem and then discussing what is actually um, least effort for most outputs in that specific circumstance and what is the best solution um, can really only be achieved when you bring together people who would fundamentally have a different approach because of what they've studied at university, because of where they worked before, because of the types of work they've done before. Um, and, and, and really this is, this is where the value specifically in data science really is on top of the fact that you come up with more creative solutions, discuss uh, how different people would approach um, uh, the problem, but from a skill set perspective, um, you can approach a problem as a causal inference problem, or you can approach a problem as a uh, let's do something quick and dirty in cheat sheets. So you, it depends on the context, and you kind of need different angles um, and viewpoints of people to come together to come up with the best solution. Um, and really, in data science, um, there is, I can't really think of very many examples in my life where a data scientist who was hired to maybe do to, to do something very specific, come up with a with a neural network algorithm to, to solve a specific problem or build a recommendation system, doesn't have to do a little bit of data engineering, a little bit of quick and dirty analysis, an understanding of experimentation. Um, and ideally if you if you if you mature a company, you you want these experts in those different areas to come together to to help each other and and create the vision of labor so there are pieces of work that you know in a less mature company a data scientist would just do everything right they would do the um they would do the data engineering and they would do the algorithms building and they would do the analysis of experiments and the design of experiments and then they would come up with you know something uh for the for the exec team to to make a decision of um about but when you when you mature a company you want those people who are experts in those different areas to come together and work collaboratively together. So starting to build this diversity of skills as early as possible. Um, at first, finding the diversity of skill within the single individuals that you have in the team, and then starting to bolt on. Um, I think it's, it's really key for any data science team, depending on the, the independent of how, I guess, specialized the team is you kind of need a little bit of everything to do the best work and to do the most impactful work and that also gets heard um by the company um and really the wider world um i don't think that um, a very narrow skill set um within data sciences is uh, is really the best outcomes um and you know the bigger your your teamization grows the more specialized people you can have but they should really work uh, really well together. Um, so you, you take one person with a multitude of skills and expand it into 10 people with, with all of their 
you know, skill sets, but it has to work together as a unit. Um, mm. So, so that's, that's why, why I think, you know, where it really matters and that division of labor is really important because in the long run, um, having an, uh, someone who has really extensive background in maybe econometrics, um, who can do, who can really understand causal relationships between things. If you get them to spend too much time in, you know, in data engineering, um, writing a ton of SQL or producing slide text for the XX, um, they will really not enjoy that. And this is not, you know, the best value for money. Um, so you, you have to have someone they can lean on and, and freely and openly and collaboratively lean on to, to, to do the adjacent bits of, of their core work. So, so that's where I, I, that's why and where I think it's, it's really, it's really valuable to have diverse data science teams and, and that diversity of skills to some extent is an output of diversity of backgrounds and people. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess as a manager, it's probably something you, you know, with it, it does raise a really interesting conversation within recruitment because when you're growing your team and you're interviewing for people and you know, people walking through the door, I suppose in your mind, you know, you probably have, right. I know a, a machine learning researcher should have xyz skills and this person coming through the door has got abc skills and i guess you know in your mind your job as an interviewer is to assess suitability to the role based on this person walking through the door that any kind of you know um discrimination or, or prejudice or whatever um as a manager they're growing your team how do, where do you draw the line and how do you know sometimes to to take a gamble on somebody that might not be ticking every single one of those boxes. Um, but you just, you know, it's, it's, you, you think this person's going to add value in other areas. Where do you kind of um, draw that line without sort of stepping into the world of, you know, where, where I think diversity, going back to what I was saying right at the beginning has become a bit of a buzzword for certain companies where it's, it's almost like they feel like it's diversity for the sake of diversity and actually, all right, we have to have this diverse team. So let's just hire this person, even though they're not right for the role. Um, and then you're kind of falling into the lines of kind of positive discrimination, which I think is, you know, even, even, well, not even worse, but it's just as bad, you know, it's, it's obviously very uh, uh, condescending and, um, you know, how do you balance that up and, and where do you sort of, uh, yeah, see the see the areas that you'll be prepared to flex on a little bit, bringing someone in for team, even if they don't check, you know, every single one of those boxes. Yeah, um, and I, and I think that goes back to a little bit to your question around company culture, um, in that it, it is actually true that companies have culture. Um, some are more hierarchical, for example, and everything is um, there's a lot of bureaucracy in companies. The bigger it is, the more bureaucracy it is. The pace is slightly different. Um, other companies, those that are growing, are you know very fast paced. You have to be on your feet all the time. Think on your feet. Things change all the time, and these are characteristics that I do important. That is completely independent of where what people's backgrounds are, but you have to be able to, you know, on the company culture side and team culture side, you need to be able to evaluate these efficiently. Um, and they are more of a, of a characteristic of a very specific individual as opposed to uh, relating to their cultural, ethnical, gender um, background, cultural background, ethical background, and gender. Um, um, they are very, very specific traits of specific people and some will thrive in, in, in certain 
environments and others won't. And that is quite important to assess because bringing someone in um, to a team that is, say, incredibly fast paced, things change on a daily basis and you have very little time to, you know, spend to build something that's perfect as a model or, or spend um, a very prolonged period of time really, really focusing on your piece of work um, and, and, and really polishing it up those people will, will, will struggle and suffer and will not enjoy the fast-paced environment of, of, of having to answer a million questions and doing a little pieces here and there. So, so, so that assessment is really important from a company culture point of view, but also from a team culture point of view. Um, so, you know, I, depending on, depending on the specific, I guess, job I'm in or a company I'm in, this is something I do assess about people trying to sort of recognize what the biggest challenges of the of the company are and the the, the biggest traits that make people thrive um, that that do vary company by company and define the company culture and, and hiring according to this but but then um, to your specific question around um, I'm looking for a specific profile of a person um, with XYZ skills and, and, and another person comes in who's, who's great and is meeting, you know, meeting um, a lot of what I would expect the great, I don't know, data scientist in my team to be with specific skill sets. Then for me, I normally think about wait, um, a good collaboration with someone else in the team or with the rest of the team, whether those skills that the person is bringing in would help someone else to upskill into a different area um, and, and, and create the collaboration whereby maybe someone else in the team already has some of the skills that I'm looking for, but you, you create opportunities for people to, to, to upskill each other, learn from each other. Um, and, and, and that's, that's, I guess, crucial when you're taking this risk of, of someone who doesn't exactly meet uh what you're looking for thinking about what is the additional thing that they can bring to the team and whether there is enough support in the rest of the team for the things that we do need to get done mm. um that it will get done so for, so get a bit creative when it comes to team engineering um yeah. but you know sometimes it is it is and to your point around and i and I, that's that's something that i feel strongly about as well hiring diversity for the sake of diversity is pretty tricky uh in that just doing it without thinking those three things through as to you know what value it will, it will bring to the team and how to actually then foster a great environment when you have diversity um is is kind of a, a failure from the beginning and i feel like i have been in in a situation where um i was hired because i'm a woman in data science and, and there are very few women in data science um when I don't think the role was right for me, but but company needed diversity, and um, and I've kind of called it out that I, I don't think that the role is quite right for me, or is not what I'm looking for, and they were, you know it was sold to me, and it really it really was a failure, and it was somewhat patronizing, um, but importantly and secondly, hiring diversity for the sake of diversity in itself is not bad, but 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 companies need to be ready to then um enable those people to also succeed in that if if i'm you know brought into a company because i'm a woman for example when it's really really um heavy male heavy company for example i and maybe 
maybe they they over you know they 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 overlooked um, uh, the fact that I might fill all the criteria for the role. I then need to be you know fundamentally supported in being able to succeed in that role because otherwise you know it's a it's a it's a wasted effort for everybody. Um, if I don't actually do what I'm supposed to do in the role, if I'm not supported in the way. Um, that I should be given that I didn't actually meet all the requirements of the role um, and that's where it falls apart right a lot of companies over the last couple of years I think have really tried to hire for diversity but failed to then make people who have been hired you know to bring more diversity in which in itself is noble to actually succeed and you still end up with this you know this funnel just you know worse as, as, as you climb through them through the management ladder it's just just you know, it doesn't work um, because we don't have companies that then look after the, the diversity, if that makes sense. So we've, we've put effort into hiring, um, but, but that's as far as it goes. And that's really bad for everybody, the people in, being hired, company morale and the company itself. It's not, it's not a cost-effective thing to, to, to cost-effective way to run your business or efficient, really. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, the... Um businesses that are doing this whole diversity for the sake of diversity thing you know i I truly believe it won't work out longer term for those types of businesses because you know like you said actually getting the people on board hiring the people that's just the first piece of the jigsaw you know after that point it's about how well you, you quite rightly say how well does the team collaborate how well do they communicate and what's the kind of culture of the business from that point moving forward is the right kind of framework in place to actually to get the best out of people and and also totally agree i think it's a great point about you know the the great thing about diverse teams is everybody drawing upon a different skill set where by by way of collaborating you can actually simultaneously upskill everybody in the team in other areas they haven't necessarily had that exposure to whereas you know teams where everyone's siloed in one particular level of you know vertical expertise everyone's just sharing that same knowledge round and round and you know they're not growing and they're not developing so you know it's uh i guess life in general isn't it it's always about broadening horizons learning new things and i think diverse teams are a great way to allow that to happen relatively organically if you've got the uh the kind of right manager in place the right leader the right kind of framework that allows that to happen um within a business so um so yeah i think some some really good points there and um yeah, playing devil's advocate um, with regards to diversity versus same same kind of skill set. Do you think a diverse team's always better than teams where people come from a similar kind of background? Are there any kind of examples or any kind of situations where you feel actually having a team of people that aren't necessarily from all different kind of backgrounds, aren't necessarily from a different kind of um, you know? Uh, walk of life or, or, or technical expertise um, do you think there's ever a situation where they they work better hmm uh, well I think that there are industries and areas within each industry where you you you've kind you do kind of need a set of people with with similar traits backgrounds and, and education really for that matter um, I guess I wouldn't I I can't think of a situation where I've fundamentally thought it's better. Um, but maybe, you know, like there is, I think there is something that, you know, pops to people's mind when, when you talk about diverse teams is that, well, but, but you're going to actually 
or you know like they're just so different from each other and they just don't agree because one person thinks of this is the right way of doing things and the other person thinks this is the right way of doing things I really generally think that this is a personality thing and if anything having people exactly from the same background it gets so competitive because it's like well I had that MBA and I had that MBA I know a little bit better than you do as opposed to being well you study something completely different or you come from a completely different background let me hear you out so I think that that clashes thing is is if if anything I think it happens more in 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 less diverse teams that said um uh, having background in in finance or banking um there are areas in which having people with I don't know <laughs> I might say something a bit odd here, but but there are certain skill sets and backgrounds for what's that that are necessary for some jobs. Yeah. Um, having you know sales teams need kind of a similar personality, and often they come from relatively similar backgrounds. Uh, or and I mean sales in banking, brokerage, for example. That is not to say that we shouldn't look into fostering more diversity. Um, or I don't know, accountants. You need an accountancy. Certification to really be a decent accountant, right? That is not to say that you shouldn't have diversity in in uh, cultural, ethnical, or gender diversity in the team, but you kind of need that set of like education for for this team to be e- efficient. You can't really have a an accountant. Um, I mean, you can have people with various degrees from their background, but there needs to be some commonality, um, you know, to to efficiently do something. Sit in in um, in some other areas. So whilst I don't have any experience whereby I would say that having a less diverse team is a good thing, I can in in some areas, um, it might really be important. And actually more recently than, um, more so recently than ever before, um, uh, they're, they're like people with, with, with MBAs, they seem to be able to communicate in ways which um, I don't know, a data scientist can't communicate in, which is, which is really businessy. It's really, and, and you kind of, you know, in, in, not to say that everybody should have an MBA in a business team, but there are, you know, certain, certain things, especially in the communication that maybe would clash um, in certain teams where communication is the key, key real skill in the team. So um, not sure how valuable what I just said is, but, but in general, diversity all the way, but in some cases, you know, some commonality in background might really be, be helpful. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. And I think often you can, you can get sort of too bogged down into the, the semantics of diversity and should we be diverse in every type of situation or whatever. And, and I spoke to a CEO once that kind of distilled it down quite, quite well for me and it made a lot of sense where it's like diversity is actually quite a simple thing. It's basically about not judging somebody when they walk into the room about whether you're going to give them the job or not, you know, interview them fairly. And, you know, I need them to have two things. One, the right skills to do the job that I'm asking them to do. And two, the right attitude. And whether they've come from this country, that country, you know, this background, that background, or whatever, if I feel they can do the job I'm asking them to do, and probably even more importantly, if they're missing a few of the things on the skills section, but they've got the right attitude and I feel that they're going to really bring something to the business, then I'll hire anybody. And I think that was a really kind of quite 
nice succinct way of putting it of you know it's not like we need to be diverse for the sake of being diverse it's just about give everybody a chance if you think they can do the job great if they can't do the job because they haven't quite had that experience or got those skills but you feel that they can make up for that potential lack of skills if they've got the right attitude to go along with it then i think you know they're the kind of businesses they're the kind of teams that can you know, make magical things happen if you, uh, you know, you surround yourself with those types of people. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's just something I thought, you know, when you were speaking there, it was, was quite, uh, it was quite relevant. Um, so I guess lastly then I'd, I'd like to sort of finish by asking you a question and it's a pretty loaded question. So forgive me, but you know, what, what can companies do you think be doing more of at the moment that are maybe aware they're not wholly diverse and they genuinely do want to sort of make a push towards creating more diversity in, in their workplace um what are, what are some sort of simple things or you know that you could you could share based on your experiences that could sort of help them uh, moving forward um i'm not sure that there are simple answers to this um but what I've observed um, in 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 my career is is firstly recognizing the value in in diversity and in creating diversity and shortcomings and actually looking yourself in the mirror and 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 recognizing that we might not be as diverse as we really should be, um, and to follow from there, really recognize um, hidden biases. So you know, it's it's really good to 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 think exactly in those terms that you just described that you know you, you look for someone who um has the baseline of skills and the motivation and the attitude and over and over again i've seen that the motivation and the attitude and a baseline of skills and, and in data science ability to do quick maths is all that really matters um you know most jobs you learn on the job as long as you have the attitude for it um yeah. uh, and, and and most jobs are learnable on the job um there are only a handful of, of professions for which you need to have a degree with doctors and lawyers and, and <laughs> yeah, well, that's when you probably don't want people learning on the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can't have that, but if, for everything else, and that almost includes data science to some extent, you have to have some baseline of skills. Um, but, but there is a lot of hidden bias in, in, in our hiring and in our culture, right? We, we think that we ev are evaluating people on merit only when really our day, daily interactions, unfortunately, are still ridden with biases, gender or cultural, uh, racial biases, really. Um, and, and starting to really talk about these in the company openly, honestly, um, and, and recognizing these, that's something that I've, I've brought up in my workplace um, as well, um, in that, you know, look, looking myself in the mirror, being a woman and being not English, um, although very white, um, uh, I, um, I recognize that I, I, you know, occasionally suffer from, 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 uh, from biases working against me, but I also have my own biases, um, in, in, in certain ways, because I've, I've grown up in, you know, I live in a culture that is, you know, unfortunately full of, full of bias from, from hundreds of years of history and, and they are subtle biases. They're not obvious, um. Uh, and also gen they are gender related sometimes um, and and it's it's really really critical for 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 companies to really start openly talking about this and um and you know creating maybe 
an idea that I think is is excellent for a company that really takes it seriously is is uh, is creating forums whereby people can anonymously submit situations from from their workplace or from their life whereby they felt like they had biases working against them um, or they were being biased and actually bringing those stories to life and 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 because they're so subtle sometimes people don't recognize them as a, as a woman I you know I speak to a lot of women in my company and and uh, they tell me stories about, oh my God, I've, I felt this bias working against me. The person that was creating that bias against, uh, against, um, against someone else had no idea. They had the best intentions. So, so actually bringing those into life and into light and, 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 and making that topic commonplace, um, I think it's really important. Now, that is not actually a simple thing to do, right? This is a very conscious decision that a company has to make about I'm taking this topic seriously because it is very easy to appoint someone in the company whose, whose job it is to ensure diversity and ensuring you know diverse hiring pipelines and and um, and good training interview training management training that gets rid of that should that is designed to get rid of any any biases in hiring and 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 management but but the but just bringing the topic out in the open um, alongside getting rid of biases in hiring and management and appointing a dedicated person is, is I think the only way really forward. Like it needs to become a commonplace um, for us to, to recognize when um, we are not uh, entirely unbiased. And this is really difficult for, for anyone in this world to, to get rid of all the biases that they they have um, and are surrounded by uh, in their daily life. So um, I don't think that there are simple answers here. Um, I think it's the transparency of, 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 of bringing to light as much as it might at first. Solving any problem is, is a little painful at first, but eventually you, you, you fundamentally transform how you think about that topic, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really great summary. Um, yeah, it, I think people are unconsciously biased as much as they are consciously biased as well and I think it often is just I think it's just bringing awareness to the situation isn't it and that's why I quite I really like having conversations like this because I think it's just like, like with a lot of topics in life really the more awareness you can kind of bring something the more dialogue it, it, it sort of created around it the more openness I guess there is there is to do something about it and um, but but also I totally agree with you it's not an easy it's not an easy challenge, um, you know, an easy problem to solve because, but as as creatures, we inherently learn about the world through our experiences, you know, and we we build our stereotypes, rightly or wrongly, through our previous experiences. And I guess a lot of it becomes, you know, kind of a self fulfilling prophecy because if we're only fed certain stimulus from a, a previously biased generation, then we then can inherit those automatically inherit those kind of uh, biases as well and then pass those on and pass those on so yeah i think there's it's, you're totally right it's there's such amount of huge conscious and unconscious biases that exist in the world today um but um but yeah you know i'm sure we will we will get there slowly but surely and, and keep sort of chipping away and uh but no i mean genuinely thank you very much for your time today matley i think it's been a really great chat and you've shared some uh, phenomenal um perspectives on this particular subject so much appreciated and um yeah we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep in touch and uh, keep keep fighting the good fight <laughs> thank you for having me it's been a pleasure Okay, take care. Speak soon. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.